some other trends that we, we see that will impact our, our future workforce. Uh, we live longer. Um, you know, great healthcare. We take care of uh, ourselves uh, and we want to work longer. So we see already in Europe that uh, in Norway, uh, just recently, uh, they raised uh, the, the pension age limit to 75 from 67. That is a, a direct uh, <laughs> uh, consequence of that, uh, you know, we see that pe people don't feel like retiring. They, they are active, they are healthy, and uh, they want to contribute. So are your organizations prepared for that? Uh, both in terms of what we all talked about, you know, kind of benefits, how, how we motivate these people, how we uh, potentially retrain so that they, they pick up those competencies that we, we, we will need going forward. Women. An astonishing close to 900 million women will enter the workforce from developing countries in the next decade. So again, the question is, what does that mean for us? Uh, how can we utilize that huge <laughs> workforce uh, coming in? Uh, what do we need to do to, to engage them, to, to, to get them to choose us? And uh, another topic that has been discussed uh, throughout the day is the CISO couples. Uh, increasingly, uh, couples choose, uh, they, they switch. Uh, one uh, develops their careers while the other is at home, and then uh, they take their turns. Are your benefit structures uh, prepared to, to accommodate to, to that type of uh, uh, working? Um, joint ventures freelancers, micro-enterprises, we see that uh, the, the, the new generation uh, don't necessarily want to work uh, for us as, as, as full-time employees. Uh, they, they appreciate their freedom. Uh, they, they will have multi-careers. They will take multiple education. Uh, and we need, to, we need to source them as well. We need to be able to use that competency uh, they have. So uh, we talked a lot about, uh, obviously, digitalization. Uh, what we didn't talk much about, uh, which Statoil is, uh, um, is pretty engaged in, is um, the, today the society talks a lot about kind of climate, uh, our social responsibility, and there is a shift. And what was really interesting is that um, uh, I, I went on a sort of a road trip in, in Silicon Valley uh, just a couple of months ago, visiting startup companies, um, bright-eyed, genius, Berkeley people getting together, you know, creating their micro-enterprise, 10 people, uh, working on, on some sort of an innovation. And we met 
five, six of them. Uh, and one common trend or trait uh, was that they all talked about the good they want to develop, you know, how, how they, how, how, something good they want. So they talked about heart. They talked about passion. They talked about mission uh, in one of the slides, uh, you know, uh, leading. Uh, uh, Harry had, had a slide on uh, uh, the future leader who leads small teams, mission-based teams. And that was a common trait, that they, they actually developed a, a great idea, a new, new technology that will help to protect the environment, uh, and not about profit. No, I mean, of course it's important, but that wasn't kind of the main driver for them. So what do we do in an industry which is, I'm not sure how it is here in the States, but in, in, in Europe, we, we actually uh, notice that we are not as sexy anymore. No, kids don't want to work for us. They, I mean, I have a daughter, many of you mentioned your, your kids. I have a 16-year-old. And, you know, for her, I mean, she, she learns, she, she reads news from Facebook. Facebook, you know, whatever is on Facebook, that's, that's the fact. I tried to explain her that uh, you know, she, she might want to be a little bit more selective in uh, uh, how she educates herself. But, uh, you know, and, 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 but, but that's a trend. And, and then she says that, you know, you... You want to drill up in the North Pole, and uh, you endanger the, the polar bears. And polar bears are dear to her, so it's like, what a company are you working for? And, and these are, I mean, these are real, uh, real questions. We need to take it seriously. And, you know, digital natives, and we talked about it, I mean, she, she lives on her phone, um, you know, she, she can Google and find out the shoe size of any celebrity in, in nanoseconds. Uh, and and, and, and these, these are the type of people we, we will need to uh, attract and, and, and entertain and retain um, and reward and motivate. So um, I don't know about you, but it is, it is a bit scary for me. And, and I actively use my daughter. I learn a lot from her in terms of how she thinks and, and what are the things uh, that motivate her. Because that, uh, those are our future employees. So obviously some of these trends in, in the workforce uh, impact the, the type of leaders we, we need going forward. And uh, we did realized that in, in Startoil a couple of years ago, that um, we, have, we have always uh, measured people on or assessed people's performance on, on two axes, uh, what you deliver and how you deliver. And the how is the behavior, which is based on our core values. However, we found that um, you know, going forward, we need to be even more precise in terms of, when it comes to the leaders, uh, what do we really expect of our leaders uh, so that they will be able to, to lead those changes and, uh, and lead the diversity of, of people that uh, we will have? We already have, but it will just increase. 
So those, those quotes are from uh, some, some great leaders who, who led through disruptive times. And, and the things they talk about is actually something which is pretty close to what, um, what we came up with. Uh, traditionally, uh, we have promoted people to leadership positions who got things done. Oh. They got things done, they were good, so let's put them into a leadership role. Increasingly, we see that uh, there's just not enough. Um, we need people who shape our future, who, who really look for, not, not being told that you, know, you need to change now, you, you need to do something differently, but they actively are out there looking at the future, identifying opportunities, and, 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 and create the, the narrative around it so that they can motivate people, they can empower people, they can create trust, they can drive change, they bring the team with them, they deliver through their teams, not as individuals. And we have built in, uh, this into basically in all our, our processes. So from uh, recruitment throughout assessment, motivation, performance, um, you name it. And we coach, we coach the leaders. So we have, um, all our training, leadership training programs are designed to, to, to reinforce and, and coach our leaders on, on these uh, aspects. So then uh, we, we have had the traditional, probably uh, a lot of you have uh, or have had uh, rating-based uh, performance uh, management. We rated people and, and based on that, mathematical calculation, and they get the bonus, and, and they sit down with their leader, uh, best case, once a year, uh, discussing and focusing on that you are a three and not a two, or you are four, and, 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 and the whole discussion is about, you know, why I'm a three, not a four, not a... Uh, it's just, you know, it, 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 it is counterproductive, really. What, what, how do we drive performance, not through ratings? Uh, so we decided to abandon uh, ratings altogether. Even the HR-led uh, cycle of uh, performance, uh, yearly performance management, and we rolled out a continuous feedback instead, um, a tool where, where basically everyone can, can give feedback. Uh, we give guidelines in terms of, you know, it has to be personalized, uh, continuous feedback. You can go in at any time in the tool and ask for feedback or give feedback. And, uh, and we focus on, on the positive. Um, because, you, I mean, you, you, of course, you, you point out some of, in a constru constructive way, if there are some gaps, but... In reality, I mean, what, what really motivates people? They get the positive feedback, and they, uh, they put in even more effort uh, when, when, when they receive that, uh, that positive uh, um, reinforcement. And this is driven uh, fr from the top, all the way from the top, and our, our CEO, he has a, a micro blog, 
<laughs> as uh, we also go digital. Um, so he's using microblog micro and, and, and Yammer for communication. Yammer is our, our yeah, internal Facebook, in a way. Uh, encouraging people to, to use this tool. So uh, when it comes down to kind of operation, uh, I wanted to bring you this example because obviously our license to operate is safety. And safety is an area uh, where we need to improve. Uh, we are not best in class uh, in, in safety. And uh, we realized that we, we had to we had to address uh, this in a different way uh, than before. So we, we have uh, designed and rolled out, uh, it doesn't really come out uh, in the best way, but anyways, um, a quite comprehensive program based on leadership, behavior, training, uh, field visibility of senior leadership, uh, we uh, created some simple, easy-to-use tools. Uh, for example, we, we had a Pareto uh, analysis on uh, the, the most, uh, those incidents that are most frequent and cause kind of the 80% of, uh, of our, our total uh, incident statistics. And this we give to the field people, you know, very easy to use, uh, so they can... Uh, address the, the most important uh, issues and, and, and identify them in, in a good way. And, um, and put, put in, in, in a positive twist, because we, we also thought that um, we could be better at preventing, so not waiting until something actually happens. Uh, so how could we do that? How could we uh, motivate people to, to, to report uh, things they, they find in, in time? So we can avoid maybe larger uh, incidents. And, uh, and therefore, we implemented the Good Catch program, which is about people being able to uh, you know, identify rust, small leaks, uh, tools lying around, whatever, and report it. And what we have seen, and obviously they get you know, a reward for it, and, uh, and they, they get also public acknowledgement uh, and, and praise from, from their leaders in front of their, their teams. Uh, so they get a positive uh, um, um, response when, when they identify these issues. Um, and our reporting numbers just <laughs> completely <laughs> bursted. You know, it, <laughs> it went through the roof. Um, and our serious uh, incident frequency uh, considerably dropped uh, since we, we introduced this. So, so we believe it works. Positive recognition that motivates. And it has to be obviously systematic and we have to be out there frequently uh, our, our senior vice president for, for U.S. Onshore uh, spent more than 100 days uh, from last fall uh, on the field talking about this. He, he had a major role in, in, in the field training. Uh, we need to show that we really mean it. So this is a, a, a graph we are 
proud of. And obviously, we are not there yet. I mean, we, we need to, we need to, we, we have ambitious targets. But we are getting there. And that is because uh, we, we use more time on understanding the, the behavior. Most of the, most of the incidents are actually because of human error and behavior. People know. They, they know the rules. But for some reason, they, they don't follow them. So we need to be able to impact them in, in a good way. So just a, a quick summary. I don't have much time uh, running out. So the way how we, we look at performance is, you know, you, you look into your organization, you see how, how you, you address the diversity. Uh, are you welcoming it? Uh, are you accommodating to it? Uh, digitalization will have an impact. We have to be prepared. Uh, leadership. We believe that the future leader, uh, the, the successful future leader, will be those who can communicate, who can empower, who can build trust, uh, who can drive change proactively, uh, engaging people, bottom-up. Uh, you know, we have Lean, uh, for example, as an initiative that we have rolled out. Uh, very important uh, leadership, the leadership commitment part, part of the Lean. And, and that will lead to performance. That will uh, definitely lead. We are pretty proud of what uh, Statoil has, uh, has achieved uh, ever since the, the downturn. Um, and uh, just uh, at the end, very short, I kickstart kick, kick our branding campaign. So on the 15th of uh, May, we are changing our name, which is a, a quite bold move after 50 years of being Statoil. And... Uh, I'm very proud of it, and I'm very excited about it, also from, from HR perspective, because actually, you know, equi uh, represents equity, equilibrium, uh, our respect for our employees, our climate, our environment, our stakeholders, uh, our shareholders, uh, and NOR is, is our uh, inheritance. We are from Norway, and, and we want to keep that. And this this supposed to also signalize that we are going away from a, an oil and gas company to a, an integrated energy company. Uh, and I, I'm 100% sure that this will actually help us in our attraction, uh, rebranding our company, making it more attractive uh, going forward. So with that, thank you. <laughs>